Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Katie Burkhart. Katie, you are the founder and CEO of MatterLogic, and you're found on the web at matterlogic.co. Katie, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah, so so give us a high-level overview of what MatterLogic is. So MatterLogic, uh, in the simplest of forms, is uh, both a way, a different way to think about your business and a different way to run your business day to day. It has you ask the question, what's the point uh, from why your business exists all the way down to why am I scheduling this meeting today and do I need to have people sitting in it? Yeah. Why, why do we have to do this work? Yeah. Why do we have to do this work today? Uh, and and why do we need to be doing this project? And why are we taking on this idea and not that idea? And why are we approaching it in this way and not that way? Yeah. And, and this is, you know, it's really interesting because like this same litmus test, I think I, you know, again, we could kind of go through some examples here. This is really important. I mean, not just in business, but, you know, a lot of times, like, let's say, for example, someone's personal ambitions or goals. Someone, you ask someone, well, what do you want? Well, I want to make a million dollars. Why? Right. Well, you know, and then you just start keep, and then they'll give you an answer. And you're like, why do you want that? And, you know, it's like, you keep asking why, right? I don't know if I'm out in the cold here in terms of like where I'm going with this conversation. Uh, but, but that's a, you know, for me, when I, it's a great exercise for me to think about what do I really want to be doing in my life? And, you know, oftentimes I find that some of these lofty ambitions, I don't really want those. I just maybe think I want those. And upon some reflection and some deeper consideration, I find, you know, what I really want is, you know, to make an impact, to feel love, you know, or, you know, whatever those things are. Um, where do you, did, I don't know, maybe you could kind of take, kind of flesh this out a little bit or kind of take us through maybe an example of someone who would go through this process and, and what that journey has been like. So it's fascinating at an individual level, because I think what you'll find is that you'll get a lot of different answers from different people. Um, and on an individual level, it will also um, fluctuate through different points in your life. What was really important to you in your twenties may look different to what's really important to you in your forties. Now that you have two children and a wife and, you know, aging parents. Um, so that gets really complex for me. I'm typically looking at the business or organizational level, which doesn't change. In fact, we generally uh, encourage people to think about purpose is lasting a hundred years or more because it's why you exist. It's why you're doing this every single day. Why are you doing it over the long term? Um, so the way we like to think about it is it's your ultimate value. It's the big reason it all matters. Um, and you brought up a great point about 
well, why am I bringing in this capital? And that's a big shift, I think, for a lot of companies right now to say, money isn't the goal. Money is actually the resource that's going mm. to enable me to do that thing that really matters. Um, and from a story point of view, I like to talk about it, um, looking at Forrest Gump, right? Who gets, for anyone who's watched the film, uh, he gets shot uh, in the butt uh, and ends up stuck in a hospital watching TV endlessly, which is like the definition of noise for noise sake. And someone can't take it anymore. And they say, I'm going to teach you how to play ping pong. Um, and their big instruction to him is never take your eye off the ball. And for a long time, that ball was, well, we're going to make money and that's it. And whatever we have to do to make money, that's fine. Um, but at this point, it's not good enough anymore because people like you um, just went through what I like to call the great pause before what's now happening, uh, which is called the great resignation. But I like to think about as more the great reprioritization um, and what really matters to them. And you better have a really good reason for why we're all coming together and understand what value are you really delivering? And then being able to ask that what's the point question to make sure that everything you're doing is enabling you to deliver that value. Yeah. I can tell you that money is one of those ones that I think a lot of maybe, and I'm, I'm going to totally stereotype here, but I hear this a lot where newer, younger, no, not younger, but just newer entrepreneurs, like that's what they aspire to. Like it's, it's much more money focused. Whereas I think, you know, if I listen to leaders who have maybe done that work, They've, they've done the deep reflection and they've gotten to a point where like, oh, okay, well, I have the money. <laughs> I think that at some point there needs to be a little bit of a shift, right? Where you, you kind of like, okay, money's cool, but money's really just a reflection or it's an out, a natural, very natural outcome of X, right? And X may be much more purpose-driven or impact-driven? What's, what are you creating? You know, how are you showing up for people in their lives? And I tend to find a lot of people that I interview on this program. Yeah, maybe it's because it's the thoughtful entrepreneur. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I generally tend to have a lot of conversations where, you know, Josh, you get to a point professionally and, you know, it's like the, you know, money's not, you know, you get, you get bored. You know, it's yeah. like, well, my bills are always paid. It, that's not going to keep me going. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's really interesting. It's really interesting considering having some of these reflective conversations earlier in the stage of the business. Yes, because it does a couple of things. So one, what you're, let me acknowledge the person that you're just talking about, because we get this phone call fairly often. And they're the people who are now saying that the question they're currently asking is, so what? you know, we've gotten this big, we have stores in this many cities, we've offered this many webinars, but so what? Um, and they're really in a, a, a moment of shifting from output, here are all the things I did, to outcome, you know, for what purpose? What point did we go about doing all of these things? And can I start to look at that? And part of the reason they're asking that to get to your second point about thinking about it earlier, is that in a lot of cases, their business has gotten very noisy. They have a lot of competing priorities. They have a lot of competing ideas. It's becoming difficult to know where to invest the resources and the time they've got, they grew. So they've got team members. Sometimes they're redundant. Sometimes people don't know what base they're on. Um, sometimes they're, you know, sitting on meetings. They don't need to be on because we've lost sight of what the ultimate point is. So being able to come back to that and really find that piece as you've actually got some capital because you 
you know you have enough traction to know that you are delivering value somewhere, but getting clear on that value and then really being able to use it as the through line through your business is what will really bring it that focus you need to keep growing and to keep expanding your reach. Katie, you've been doing this work now, um, but can you can you kind of maybe share some folks that you've worked with and and what that experience was like and, and, you know, kind of taking them through this? Because I think on its face, it sounds like a simple process, but it's it's involved. Absolutely. So we actually walk through five steps with clients. We start with one, helping them to shift their thinking, right? What, what does it really mean to say I'm purpose-driven, which ultimately is not what people think it means, um, which is I'm doing something, you know, I'm saving the whales. And we're like, you do not have to save the whales. You need to do something that improves someone's life. And if you've been in business this many years making capital, you're doing something that someone gets enough value that they're willing to pay you for it. So let's really understand what that is. And that brings us to step two, which is getting clear on that value. We do a lot of work listening to the people you serve, which is usually a step that's skipped, um, in understanding, well, what, what value are they getting out of it? To your point about the why, well, why is this valuable to you? Let's really push on that, understand what's going on in the words you use to describe it and make sure we're clear on what we call your core strategy. Um, so we have that piece to be able to run it through the organization. And then we help to get people on the same page. We understand what their plan is. We understand what their team alignment looks like. Um, and then we work with them on how they actually get things done from working with how do we run more deliberate meetings? What do our processes look like? Do we have the right communication guidelines to make sure that our team is in a position to do their best work? And then the last piece we work on is how do we stay focused, which is probably the hardest part. And we work them through our calibration process um, so that they get really used to what they do on a weekly, monthly, 90 day um, and annual cycle so that they're, they're continuing that work. It's, it's not a once and done exercise. It's a constant yeah. pro, uh, process of staying aligned. Yeah. And, and what is the, you know, in, in terms of like the outcome, how does this help an organization? Let's say it's a, let's say it's a SaaS company. What do you imagine? Like, how might we see the, the fruits of this work? The best way I can put it is instead of, um, I had somebody say to me who was with a company, they were like, what I love about what you're doing is it's not adjacent to what the business does. It's the whole point of what the business does. And if it has nothing to do with the point, you don't need to spend time on it at all. Um, so for a lot of uh, companies, the first thing they see go is a whole bunch of stuff they didn't need to be taking on, or they've been continuing mm. to do my favorite phrase, because we've always done it, which is not an excellent oh. reason, if that's the only reason you have. Um, it can also help, and I'll give you an example without a name to protect the innocent, uh, of a SaaS company who has had a large product portfolio and was like, we're having a hard time getting people to understand what we do. And I was like, well, my goodness, it would be impossible to nail down a clear value proposition because they're all so different. What are you really here to do? And where are you seeing with the people you serve who are investing in you already? Where are you delivering value and how do we align the organization around that? Once we had gotten clear on that, they could actually go through. They ended up um, phasing out a number of products they didn't need to be offering anymore. No kidding. They ended wow. up shifting some of their functionality. They started to look at adding things that they hadn't even thought of before. Like one of the big things we're missing is an educational arm. Part of the adoption problem is that we're trying to serve the entire enterprise and only a fraction of the team has ever used software like this before. So mm. now they're really, it doesn't, focusing on delivering value doesn't mean you all of a sudden have 
nothing to do and no options. What it does is it, it forces you to be really intentional about which options you take and have a really good reason for why we're going about doing them, which also helps you to assess whether or not you're doing them effectively and can then, as you're, you're going through your process, not only look at what new things you want to add, but what things you want to subtract because they're no longer working, what things need to evolve because you need to be able to do them better. These are things that can dramatically impact, you know, the the growth of your company, the trajectory, the, you know, the cash flow, you know, just like, and I, you know, having been through or had some of these, you know, major aha moments where, you know, he's like, wait a minute, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, as, as a leader, like, I aspire for those kind of moments of clarity, you know, where you could kind of take a look at, wait a minute, what? why are we doing this? Did anyone ever stop to think about like, you know, how we kind of got into this thing, you know, if it's like causing this friction, causing this issue. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, and oftentimes, you know, Katie, to your point, I think it, it really requires um, fresh eyes or fresh perspective, or, you know, someone who is able to objectively ask the questions that an organization, sadly, is just unable to ask themselves in most cases, my experience. Yes. And we say that to, to clients we work with all the time is that we're, we're here to be your guide. We're going to partner with you on this, but we promise we are going to, if we do nothing else, I promise you, we will do other things. But if we do nothing else, we are going to give you a perspective on yourself that you cannot possibly have, um, but hopefully set up the structures to help you to better check yourself um, from the different stakeholders that are involved with what you're doing, including your team, um, which is something that I think Sometimes leaders in their own, especially entrepreneurs, and I appreciate this. I feel this myself as an entrepreneur. I get so excited about what I'm excited about. I forget that I have a whole team of people who are helping me to do it and I couldn't do it without them. Um, So even having that process in place is a big deal. Katie, um, someone goes to your website, matterlogic.co. What would be kind of the next step after hearing our conversation? So the best place to go is to the um, work with us is there's a page. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom uh, underneath about, it says work with us. You can go to matterlogic.co backslash work dash with us. And uh, on there, you will find ways to reach out to us, whether that's to uh, submit a full form, whether that's to drop an email, um, that would be a great way to do it, uh, to get a hold of us. The other thing I can say is I am highly active on LinkedIn. um, And if you find me on LinkedIn, send me a message and say, Hey, I saw you on the thoughtful entrepreneur. I love what you have to say. And I really want to talk to you. Um, instead of giving you the usual 15 minutes that I will grant to anyone, uh, who wants to talk about what I'm doing, or I might be able to help. Um, I will give you a full 45 minutes to talk through maybe what your talent, you know, struggling with at your company, um, how you might think about things differently, or you may have questions, um, about anything that I said. Yeah, most problems in business are fixable. Um, like yes. when I say most, like ninety eight percent, you know, or at least you know, there's there's a, a, a much better way of kind of looking at the situation. And oftentimes, again, Katie, I I really think that it's it's asking better questions. Uh, is is the path toward 
resolving some of those concerns in business. So Alyssa, I really appreciate our conversation. Again, your website, matterlogic.co. Katie Burkhart, you're the founder and CEO. Uh, This has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. Thank you so much for for having me. I love this conversation uh, and I, I hope to hear from anyone who's out there. I'm always game for a conversation about how we can help people run a better business that makes the best use of their time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.